we get ready to tee up a football on this edition of the Seco Sports Forum. Sherm Chester joined today by the whole team. We've got Sam Bruno. We've got the coach, Bill Taylor, on the telephone. And we've got Roger Brown as our special guest. Roger from the Union Leader and also New Hampshire Football Report and New Hampshire Hardball. And today we'll kick off, literally, uh, the football season. We're into the practice mode here for the NHIAA. And Roger, that's been part of your, your latest coverage is uh, what's going on in New Hampshire Football Report, uh, the different teams. What are you seeing so far? Well, it's a, it's a little early to to tell, you know, where the strengths lie everywhere, Sherm, because the teams really haven't started scrimmaging yet. We'll probably know a lot more, you know, this time next week when there's a couple of jamborees. Um, but, you know, I, I guess I would say, at least in terms of Division One, I, I don't see uh, like a quote-unquote super team out there like National North was last year. I don't see one team as uh, far and away the best and everybody else chasing them. So it should be uh, competitive season, you know, with a lot of teams vying for the championship, hopefully. Yeah, I saw on TV, uh, Channel 9, that uh, North really did take a hit in graduation. So uh, it's going to be a rebuilding process for them. But do you think they can can come back again? And Oh, yeah, I think they'll be very good. Yeah. I mean, they lost some key pieces, but I, I would expect them to be still be a very strong program. Uh, both national teams, public schools, I think South will uh, take a step forward this year as well. Roger, uh, Blue Hawk scrimmages. You've got an up-close and personal look at the Blue Hawk football team this year. Your son's playing. Uh, what do you see so far? I see them running a lot, Sam. Running, running, and running. No, you know, I mean, they're going to be one of the – just based on, um, you know, what they do at practice and how much time the coaches put into it, I mean, you know they're going to be prepared for whatever's thrown at them. You know, as a parent and just as a football, high school football fan, I'm looking forward to see them line up against somebody else, different color jersey. So, you know, we'll know a lot more, and it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, some some quote unquote real football when they're when they're facing off against another school, even though it's a scrimmage. Again, just like everything that we've been dealing with for the past 18 months or so. Uh, still thinking in the back of our mind about COVID pandemic, things like that, but everybody's got to be pretty psyched to be out on the field. I would think so. You know, the coaches, you know, I, I've spoken to quite a few coaches. I can tell you one school um, who didn't play a full schedule last year privately told me that they regretted that decision. If they had to do it over again, they think they kind of overreacted. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, very excited to be back on the field and hopefully have a full season and something close, if not a normal season. Oh, do you got something for Roger? I do, Roger. The Blue Hawks open uh, against Goffstown. Uh, just, just judging by what could have returning, what's your take on Goffstown? I think uh, they would be the f- – in my opinion, they're the favorite, you know, on their half to make it to the championship game. Um, I think Gosstown and Salem, if I had to pick today, those are the teams I would pick to play for the championship in November. Uh, they have a, they're big again this year. Um, they may have the best player in the state in Peyton Strickland, their tight end. Uh, you know, they got to replace their quarterback and their, their running back, but I, I know they have a capable running back ready to move into that position. 
you know, other than the quarterback uh, spot, if they can get decent play out of that, they, they should be a very strong team again this year. And they return most of their line. Good chunk of it. You know, they have, um, you know, Strickland is a big tight end. They have um, Antonio Capos, who has, you know, some division, at least one division one offer that I know of to play tackle. Um, I couldn't tell you exactly. I know they did graduate a couple off the line, at least, a, you know, a left tackle in their center. But uh, they certainly have some good guys to, to build around. And they just have a ton of wide receiver, split end, defensive back types, you know, like smaller, fast kids that are going to be catching passes in, in the defensive secondary. So um, I, I almost look at them last year as like Exeter is this year. You know, uh, last year, Gostown had a good senior class and a, and a very, very good junior class. And um, that's what I'm anticipating out of Exeter this year. Um, I know the junior class is strong, and I think, you know, uh, the senior class is pretty good as well. So, you know, I think Gostown, even though they almost won it last year, they, they may be, they may be uh, better this year, perhaps. The NHIAA, um, with, and Sam touched on it, the COVID still being a factor uh, with all these variants and whatever that are out there. What have you heard from the NHIAA about what they're prescribing for, I don't know, protocols? I haven't heard anything, Sherm. Nothing. As far as I know, we're full speed ahead. Oh, is it, is it similar though to last year? Or are they going to be on top of it just in case, or what's the deal? I just think it's, as far as I know, it's regular football season. Okay. You know, okay. Uh, if there's anything other than that, I haven't heard. I would think so. when uh, when the word get out that UNH, for example, is allowing fans to all sporting events without any restrictions at all. So I think uh, until until there's an outbreak or something uh, substantial uh, in Rockingham County that that occurs, I agree with you, Roger. I think uh, I think everybody's going to be uh, going to games. Yeah, I mean, you, you noticed it last year. I, I forget what, uh, where I read this, but somebody was saying even the championship games where there were more fans allowed, but not what you usually have, just the atmosphere was drastically different than a, your typical regular season game last season. Um, you know, there's just so much more energy when there's, um, a lot of fans, you know, watching. I, I guess, I guess what my follow-up would be to, to the whole point and Jeff Collins would probably be the only one that would give us a, an answer. If, if for some reason the season gets curtailed for a team or certain several teams because of COVID breakouts, what's the NHIA? Do they have a plan? But we'll have to check in with Jeff on that one just in case, because, you know, right now, yeah. like you say, it's full steam ahead, but we haven't, we haven't gotten into fall yet. So go ahead, coach. Oh, yeah. What I, what I was going to say is I think we will have, the, the first football game for Exeter is the third, and I believe that's a common date throughout the state. Uh, unless teams start later than that, but that would be the earliest. I think we will have a read on what the NHBAA is going to do and what a lot of schools are going to require before then, because the soccer season, opens before then. I believe 
I'm not positive about volleyball, but that usually. But for sure, I know soccer season opens earlier than that. So I think we would have a, a re, you know, a read on what is going to happen by that time. And the other thing I would say, the one thing we know about Coach Ball is he can adapt. Go mm-hmm. back to last year in the winter when his scheduled game, and I forget who it was supposed to be against in basketball, couldn't take place because of COVID. He went and found another school, which in this case happened to be Bishop Girton, who also had a cancellation because of the COVID. And he, they scheduled, two athletic directors worked together and scheduled a quick game. Excellent point, Coach. Excellent to take point. That place. So uh, that would be my read on the COVID situation. Now, Sam, you want to ask Roger about UNH? The UNH Wildcats uh, under Coach Mack uh, going full speed ahead, getting ready for uh, their opener against Stony Brook at Stony Brook. The uh, home opener for the Wildcat football team is going to be Saturday, September 11th at 6 o'clock against Towson. Uh, any nuggets you can share with us? Pretty much the same team that they had in the spring, Sam, which I know not a lot of people got familiar with because they, they played the, just the one game. Um, you know, I think they've lost two players off their spring roster. One of them was tight end Jack Cavallero from Hanover. And then uh, Brian Carter, defensive end, is now uh, a teacher and a coach at Salem High School. Um, so it's, you know, it's the same cast of characters. Um, you know, I, I think they're pretty strong in most areas, you know, on defense, they got a Phil Carter spot at defensive end and they need a couple of new cornerbacks. Otherwise it's familiar names at all three levels. Um, I know on offense, the wide receivers are healthy, which they were not in the spring. They've got two good uh, running backs in uh, Carlos Washington and Dylan Lobby. Uh, I think they've got the makings of a pretty good offensive line and, and the quarterback, uh, you know, Brosmer's back. Um, he's going to be 30 before he graduates the way we're going, but he's only a sophomore. Um, so, you know, I, I think there's a lot of reason for optimism. You know, they got to plug in with somebody at tight end. And uh, like I said, uh, a defensive end and a couple of cornerbacks and, you know, everybody else is they, they they're talented and deep in pretty much every other area. Roger, I was going to ask you, did uh, UNH take advantage of the transfer portal at all this season? I don't believe they did, no. Um, They do have some graduate transfers, but I don't think the portal itself brought anybody here. I did ask uh, Coach McDonald that question at media day, and and he's not a big fan of transfers, you know, in general, but – he said, you know, this is the way of the world now and you've got to change, you know, to keep up with everybody. So I wouldn't be surprised moving forward if uh, if we see some players uh, migrating here. You brought him up, Coach Mack. He must be uh, chomping at the bit to get get the, the real deal going here in September. Yeah, I think so. You know, it was a tough spring for him, you know, was his return, but it was kind of like the uh, the football being pulled away from Charlie Brown. You know, if they line up ready to play and then they get the game called. So, um, you know, I, I think this will be his real return, so to speak, quote unquote. 
Coach, do you have anything for Roger on the UNH Wildcats? I saw that uh, Evan Horn, uh, the defensive back, thought he might be a coveted player and uh, no offers came his way, speaking of the transfer portal. And I don't know if you had a chance to uh, talk to Coach Mack about him or or to him because he's a returner and uh, a key player for UNH. Yeah, that, that's actually um, – he entered the portal before the spring season, Coach. So, um, you know, that was reported, I think, back in, uh, like I said, probably last winter. Um you know, he entered uh, the portal and didn't get the looks that he was hoping for. And uh, my understanding is Coach McDonald gave him a deadline to return, and he decided to come back. Now, the coaches' polls, the preseason polls are out for uh, the, their division. And you know, JMU, James Madison <laughs> University, on top of the heap again. Just give us a quick summary of what you think of how this, the season could play out for the Wildcats if everything goes as planned. Well, I think they've got a chance to get back to the playoffs, Sherm. You know, I, um, you know, I'm not going to say they're they have a roster as talented as James Madison's because they're, you know, basically a, a FBS team, you know, in a lot of ways, but. Um, you know, it's been a few years. In media day, the kids were talking about how the last couple of years hasn't been typical UNH football. COVID aside, they're just talking about the success or lack of success. And, uh, you know, they think this is a year where they could start a new string of uh, postseason appearances. And I think it's realistic. I mean, there's a lot of returning talent, returning experience talent on both sides of the ball. Um, I, you know, I would expect them to be competitive in every game. Well, I think it's important to note that James Madison comes to Durham October 2nd. It's homecoming. And so and they have uh, trouble here. They've had trouble here in the past, James mm-hmm. Madison. So that'll be a good one for sure. Got to get the crowd pumped up for that one and the UMaine game. Well, all the games, but those are two in particular because those those are crucial games for sure. And if people want to get your preseason poll, they have to go to NewHampshireFootballReport.com. But right off the top of your head, division-wise, just give us the strong, the strong guys right now as you're as you're looking at them. Well, on D one, like I said, I think it's Salem and Gosstown. You know, I, I do think the next group uh, includes Exeter and Winnicott. You know, we'll see if maybe there's no gap between those teams at all. Um, I, you know, and, and I do think the East Conference it'll be tough to get in the playoffs because Dover is going to be very good as well. So. I know there's going to be at least three very good teams in that conference. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't really know what Portsmouth or Spalding, how strong they're going to be yet. But, again, Dover, when it kind of in Exeter, should be should be very good. Um, you know, Division Two, I think it's going to be Lebanon, which, unfortunately, they, you know, they people don't know their story. They were undefeated last year in the semifinals. And they had to cancel their season, not because of COVID in their school or within their program, but because one player on an opponent that they played, you know, tested positive. Mm-hmm. So they were ready for making a championship run and, and they've got most of their key guys back. So I expect them and Timberlane to be, you know, the powers in, in D2. Um, beyond that, just have to do a little more studying before I could, uh, 
speak real intelligently about division three and four at this point. Uh, I know Pelham will be good again in D three for sure. Uh, I don't know who, who else will be contenders though. You know, we'll, we'll know more in like a week. Folks can check in on hampshirefootballreport.com and you'll have the whole list. You, you do your preseason list. Now let's go to the other site, New Hampshire hardball. Uh, you had a successful season with the Legion, your son's Legion team. They got down yeah. to the championship game. And uh, that's a quite of an accomplishment. They hadn't been to that game in quite a few years. So, you know, we brought the Junior Legion team back, which is 17 and under in Exeter. And then uh, Tim Metropolis, who's the head coach at uh, Phillips Exeter, he ran the senior team, uh, Senior Legion, and they made it to the semis in their league as well. So it was a good summer for Exeter Legion baseball. And, um, you know, it's a really an affordable option for a lot of local kids and uh, you get to play a lot of games, good tournaments, regular season and postseason. So hopefully uh, we can continue to grow that product here in the Exeter area. Do you see a, a, an up, up and coming Cody Morissette type in, in any of the, any, any of the teams that are out there? Uh, I, I, you know, I wouldn't want to put that label on any one player, but there's certainly a lot of good baseball talent in New Hampshire as there, there always has been the last 20, 30 years since I've been watching it. It's really an underrated state for, for um, high school baseball. And, and while I'm on the subject of Cody, just your, your take on him uh, going to the Marlins and uh, he's with Jupiter. What's the name of the team, Sam? The Jupiter? Hammerheads. Hammerheads. <laughs> and I was checking his stats the other day. Not too bad. I mean, he's, he's breaking into the league. So any, any news you've heard about him? And uh, another one is uh, Hunter Long with the Miami Dolphins. We'll bring him up real quick because uh, he he uh, was injured in a preseason scrimmage. And uh, have you heard anything more about Hunter? Well, I know Cody got overshadowed by his dad, who took the AD's job <laughs> at St. Thomas. So all the headlines belong to Dave Morissette lately. Um, Hunter, I haven't spoken to. I heard, you know, the news was good. You know, he just needed some rest, and uh, they were hoping he would be back, uh, ready to join the team. But that was that was shortly after his injury, Sherman. I haven't I haven't uh, followed it close enough to see if there's been an update since then. But you know, it, it sounded like he avoided anything really, really uh, severe. And from what I'm reading, he's uh, like number two or three on the depth chart for tight end for uh, Tua this year down in Miami. So we'll see if uh, when they come up here in New England to start the season off, if uh, if he's a factor. I hope he is. New Hampshire's representative is in the Little League World Series at Williamsport, Pen- Williamsport Pennsylvania. The team is from uh, Manchester, hooks it. <clears throat> Their all-star Tristan Lucier. Can he go right from Manchester, hooks it to the Red Sox? <laughs> The way the Red Sox are playing, Sam, yes, no question. <laughs> and this is the point where I'm going to say, I told you so. Yeah. You know? yeah okay. Um, okay. And <laughs> why aren't you wearing your Max Muncy T-shirt today? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got the New Hampshire football report old T-shirt on today. So okay. you're right. We'll plug. Plenty of Dodger hats in the car, though. <laughs> um, I, I the, the one time I saw that Lucier kid, he played up in Laconia against Bedford in the state championship. And he hit a ball literally into Lake Winnipesaukee. I mean, he looked like a high school kid swinging. Uh, he has 11 home runs in their 18 games. And he's got to be one of the hardest throwers out there left in the Little League World Series. So uh, I've had three coaches, high school coaches, call me 
already to ask, you know where that kid's going to high school? You know, and he's only 12 years old. A lot of fun watching him. And this is a very, very good team. They should be very competitive. Hey, I mean, never know. Maybe another Cody Morissette in the making down there, you know? Like you see. Roger, can I ask you one more football question? Last year, Epping Newmarket canceled their season and did not have a football season. Are they planning on returning this year, to your knowledge? They are. I think they tried to do it last year, Coach, with just Epping kids. I know Newmarket players weren't allowed to play, and that really crippled them. Um, their quarterback was a Newmarket kid, Colby Bost, and he's back. And, uh, yeah, as far as I know, they're they're ready to go. Um, their coach, Nick DeRocher, who uh, was a tight end at UNH, he sent me the team preview for the New Hampshire Football Report site. So it sounds like they're back in business as far as I know, Coach. Okay, thank you. question I had was uh... – You've been covering a lot of golf lately because you're a busy man. Every time I try to run you down, you're, you're at a golf tournament for the for the kids. So tell me about what you've been covering there. Well, just, you know, we have the stadium and then, uh, you know, there's a couple of junior tournaments. Um, you know, there's just so much golf in the summer, Sherm. It's just a new big tournament every week. So that's, you know, that's on my work plate a lot in the summer. Um and then there was, you know, the Stroke Play Championship, which is one of the New Hampshire Golf Association's bigger events. Uh, that was last week. So, you know, any given week, there's a big tournament out there, either men's, women's, or, or for the junior players. I've always found golf a fascinating sport to follow. And, and when you're out on the course, actually following the different you know teams that are out there, that'd be kind of cool. I mean, uh, so I kind of envy you being out there in the fresh air. What uh, what about Exeter? Now they're going to be defending their championship uh, this year. What do you hear from the Exeter team? Anything at all? I, I do know they've got a bunch of good young players that were very competitive at the junior level. Um, I'm sure they were on the high school team last year and then they'll be back. So, you know, I'm sure they'll be they'll good. Have, they'll have three matches before September 1st. Best of luck to Beetle Bailey and right. the uh, Exeter golf team. Excellent. They did had an excellent season last year and probably will do it again. We're rooting for them big time. It's time for the two minute drill, gentlemen. Uh, Sam, why don't you kick it off? Well, I've got a couple of things. Uh, first of all, uh, you know, you got to bring up, uh, I'm going to start on a down note first. Uh, Fran Adoricio passed away. Uh, a lot of extra people know Fran. Uh, she was in the high school physical education department in the early 80, early to mid 80s, and then moved on to the elementary school and worked with elementary school kids at Lincoln and Main Street in phys ed uh, for the rest of her career, long career at Exeter. She, as a coach, she uh, outstanding volleyball coach, uh, outstanding, uh, successful uh, volleyball official. She's in the New Hampshire Coaches Hall of Fame. Uh, and uh, sorry to hear of the uh, passing of uh, Fran Adoricio, uh, certainly one of the one of the certainly legends of Blue Hawk coaching and teaching uh, in Exodus in the Exodus school system. Trying to figure out what's happening to the Red Sox Sherm, I have no idea. Uh, I guess I'm just lost. The last three weeks have just been a blur. The Yankees going 23 and eight over the last 31 games with a team that 
was in the ground. They were dead. Not, I don't know how they've done it to come back, but it's all going to come back on the Red Sox on that trading deadline where they didn't go out and get Joey Gallo and Anthony Rizzo, and they didn't do it. And uh, the, the pitching has been soft, and it's been a mirage, and now they have just hit the skids. So uh, I'm officially maybe ready to jump off the bandwagon and go with Roger and the Dodgers, but I'll just hold off for a few more weeks. Well, you have to give you have to give the Dodgers credit. They went after two giant guns, Scherzer and you know, Turner. I mean, there was there's those are two guys that you knew were going to make a difference. So yeah, yeah, it's a uh, the rich get richer and the Yankees. You just can't count them out. You're right, Coach. What do you got for the two minute drill? I want to add something to uh, what. Sam said about Fran at Arisio. I taught with Fran. She was at the middle school for a short time, a uh, couple of years, and taught with her. And uh, an outstanding person. Uh, the kids loved her. And she was also, when you say uh, you talked about volleyball, but she was an outstanding softball coach. She coached the Exeter High School Lady Blue Hawks in the 80s, and they were a very successful team. So uh, to continue with Sam up about uh, Fran, and also, you know, you guys are neglecting the surprise team of this year's professional baseball, Major League Baseball, and you guys have already anointed the Dodgers, but don't <laughs> overlook the Giants. The Giants have done it all year long. They have pitching. They have clutch hitting. And they have performed far better than the moneyed Los Angeles Dodgers to this point. I was just going to say on that one, Coach, the, the that West division is a hotbed with San Diego and San Fran and, and the Dodgers. Which brings me to my two-minute drill. And I'm going to refer back to Mr. Bruno. Uh, I, I'm getting kind of peeved at Channel 9. It used to be, you know, they, they scroll the, the scores at the bottom of the, of the, of the picture and, uh, you know, have to squint and try to see who did what. And then, uh, if you had the clicker, you had to go back to see some score because you miss them because they go so fast, but their big thing now is the draft Kings odds, odds on favorite thing. What, what's that all about, sir? <laughs> it's a sponsorship, sir. Sure. Well, yeah, I understand that. But I mean, explain it to me now. I mean, let's keep it simple since this is a two-minute drill. But, okay, the Red Sox are negative 150 and the Yankees are plus 150. What does that mean? The Yankees are the favorite or the Red Sox? What, what that means is the Red Sox are minus 150. Uh-huh. That means that you have to bet $15 to win 10 <laughs> okay. Sounds like a bad investment. Plus one fifty, you have to bet ten dollars to win fifteen. <laughs> Why don't they just put it like in football? You know, plus and minus. I I, I don't. I, it was, well, that like the point spread, but yeah, point spread. again, again, one of these day, one of these days, we'll get a DraftKings official on, and and they'll be able to give us give us handicapping betting one hundred and one. But basically, that's the basics. It gives me a headache. It really does. You know, I just sure, I mean, sure. You, you've got to get past the fantasy football and get yourself the oh, DraftKings app. It is so much better. No, and, and, I'm and, sorry. You know what? DraftKings is a local company. The guys from Mer- Merrimack. So well, you know, he'll I, pop on. 
You know what? I don't, the football thing I understand as far as the, the, the odds and all that, but the, the baseball thing I've never, and, and the other sports, basketball, hockey, whatever. I won't even get into the puck line. Okay. Not, not on this show. We'll do that at a future show. Like you say, and Roger, what's your two minute drill? My two minute drill, blue hot cards. If you ah. need them, get in touch. <laughs> R Brown at nhfootballreport.com or nhfootballreport at gmail.com. I have a source, can get you as many as you need. $10 a piece, term for you, two for 20. All right. <laughs> I'll tell you, it is a good thing. It is a good thing that sports, obviously, the Bullhawks, and uh, it, it's, uh, it's the biggest fundraiser for the football team. Um, so, and, and you know what? I know a lot of these things you buy them just to support the teams, but this one's really worth it. You know, if you eat yes. out at all in the area, you make your money back in no time. It's money well spent. Gentlemen, it's been a good show. So on behalf of the team, Roger Brown from the Union Leader, New Hampshire Football Report, and NewHampshireHardball.com, Sam Bruno, and the coach, Bill Taylor. I'm Sherm Chester, inviting you to join us for the next edition of the Seco Sports Forum. Be sure to subscribe to Exeter TV on YouTube and hit the bell to get notified about new episodes of the Seco Sports Forum and other local content. Follow the Sports Forum team behind the scenes on our Facebook and Twitter pages and send us your game footage and photos to our email. That's secosportsforum.extv at gmail.com. This is Sherm Chester inviting you to join us for the next edition of the Seco Sports Forum. Sports Forum.